Hey friends, it's Eric Hulkerin, and on this episode of the podcast, I'm once again joined by co-CEO of Big B Coffee, Bob Fish, and he and I share a love affair with a fried chicken restaurant. We talk about what it's like to open up in a world of consumers wearing masks, and then we talk about getting back out and traveling the world and farm direct coffee. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. you my friend fabulous i uh i hope you had a wonderful weekend i was uh um i was down in your neck of the woods my wife took me to the uh the southerner down there for uh for lunch for father's day which might be one of the greatest meals i've ever had in my life but that, uh I, I, by the way, sorry to interrupt but it's oh, the best fried chicken above the mason dixon line do, yeah i mean they're nashville hot is just out of this world and you know enough shouting out about this amazing place but if you've not been to the southern i will say go to this place it's just it's sublime um but while i was there i saw something interesting which made me think of you and so we were sitting outside enjoying the sunshine drinking sweet tea eating amazing chicken yeah and a couple people came up and the hostess asked them to leave because they weren't wearing a mask. And and I know that that's, that's sort of what we say we're going to do, but I, I actually haven't seen it in the wild. And she was amazing at it in a way that she did it professionally and uh, like without getting into an argument with people. Um, yeah. But I, I wonder, I, I we were driving back because it's like 45 minutes from our house and I was driving back talking to my wife, like if I was an owner operator, would I want my 20 year old employees to have to, to to have to do this and then i then i started thinking about you know i, I um is it, it's krulax law right let's this idea right. that your your brand is represented by the person you pay the least right so the hostess right. at the hostess stand is the person is the barometer of how your brand is is revealed and i'm wondering to myself how do you guys think about that knowing that this this is an you know we can talk all day long about how it shouldn't be an issue but it is an issue and i wonder how you guys handle it with the grace and empathy that you handle everything else yeah, well, I mean, uh, we've been in training on this uh, forever because, or what feels like forever, because uh, we are an essential business. And so, you know, we've been cutting edge on all safety and sanitation procedures. And yeah, having to communicate that all the way down to, you know, entry level staff. And, you know, it's really problematic uh, for a restaurant when when people aren't wearing masks or the restaurant itself is, is not. But, you know, um, we have to hire people <laughs> in food service business. We have to have people uh, work in our establishments and stuff like that. And so, you know, part of our promise in that hiring process is that we're going to keep you safe, right? And so, so yeah, that that young person that had to shoo those people away, uh, completely essential to keeping, in this case, the staff safe. And then also, you know, uh, equally large concern is keeping the consumer safe. And uh, it's so complex uh, because, you know, restaurateurs, uh, they really need to operate. They they really need to uh, run their businesses. And, and, you know, it's it's a little bit under duress in the sense that they can't take a full load of uh, people in and that they have to follow all these protocols. But, you know, uh, restaurateurs are are essentially uh, some of America's greatest uh, entrepreneurs out there. And... You know, an entrepreneur says just, hey, look, show me what the problems are and I'll fix them. Just tell me what they are. And in this case, it's um, it's mask wearing. And of course, it's more than mask wearing. Uh, you know, the things that we learned in boot camp was, look, you got to wash your hands. Uh, don't touch your face. 
uh, practice social distancing and wear a mask. And, and, and we're, we're all over that, right? Um, and there's so much information coming at everybody from all kinds of sources. And you know, one of the, the, the difficult things is what is the truth? And the truth is social distancing, washing your hands and wearing a mask reduces the risk by 95%, right? And so if that's the only stat that somebody could walk away with and know, uh, that would be wonderful. The other thing and, and that, that, that's a little problematic for a restaurateur is if they don't employ these methodologies, if you look forward, we're a very litigious society, right? They're yeah. at oh, risk yeah. of litigation also. So if they're if they're not actively um, enforcing, there's at some point somebody's going to come along and say, "Hey, you weren't actively enforcing, and you knew, right?" Sure. And then they're going to get they're going to get sued, and they're going to have to settle, even if they don't go to court and stuff like that. So it's it's a very complicated thing for a restaurateur. But the, you know the positive note is, uh, restaurateurs can solve problems. Yeah. Well, and and what I, why I have such an interest in this space and have for such a long time, is and you know I'll I'll get to the positive. I promise. Like when you look in the early stages of when we were going through the pandemic. The unemployment rate in the country, like 32% of it were restaurant workers, right? So they very much are the backbone of this. And and to kind of set the table, which I know is slightly different from a Big B establishment, but a sit-down restaurant that can only operate at 50% is only slightly better than being closed, right? When you look at margins and all that stuff. So, you know, it becomes vital that we get out and support them and, and feel safe. And sure. so it was, like I said, it was fun to be out there and be amongst people and having a, a sense of normalcy. And I, I just walked away going, it was an amazing experience that I hope we can keep doing because I don't want to not keep doing this. And you and I were talking this morning, you're even seeing that sort of reflective in you know the, the consumption of, of Big B Coffee as you're having this, which I don't even know how to like, fr- like you're having an, an incredible year, which is so amazing to talk about right and and not just because it's you and you guys are running the but like the fact that there are stories of growth happening inside of all this is amazing yeah well you know um the the purpose of big b coffee uh, we exist to love people and that we exist to support uh you in building a life you love i mean though that that is that is the thing that wakes us up every morning and, and, and gets us going. And, you know, none of that has anything to do with coffee and none of that has anything to do with the revenue. It just has to do with people and relationships and, and so on. And that's our, that's our driving force. So when somebody looks at our growth trajectory and, you know, we went into positive growth back in mother's day and basically it's been a 45 degree angle up since that moment in time. And so right now, uh, in this last week, we did 21% more revenue than we did this time last year. Well, how could that be? You know, uh, it, we have great coffee for sure. We have a great environment for sure. But I think if you go back to sort of the principles of Big B Coffee, it's the thing that turns people on. And then the other thing is, um, uh, I think fundamentally people understand that a loving environment creates an environment that is inherently uh, safe, right? And so 
if if your premise out there is that you exist to love people, then of course you are not going to endanger people in your business processes, and likely you're going to exceed those. And and you know brands as we look forward, uh, people are going to build trust on on brands in a different way than they have in the past, and they're going to look at these fundamental values. Yeah, I, I very much feel like, uh, and and you saw this. There was a survey actually that Facebook put out right around the beginning of April. And one of the things that it said was 93% of Americans want to support businesses that in their mind do the right thing, even if it's a tough call. So the survey went on to say, like, even if you had to furlough people, if you did it with a good heart, they yeah. still wanted to be a part of your, your ecosystem. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's, that's just one of the lessons that's coming out of here. The one thing that I, that I do want to ask you, because I continually see them as I travel around the world and I, I, the world that I'm currently circling, <laughs> right? Um, cause I'm not allowed to go anywhere, but the places yeah. that I can go, um, you know, when you go to a drive through and they've got the, the plexiglass down so that the cash doesn't really, you know, I'm, we're not face to face. Do yeah. you anticipate, you know, as somebody who lives and breathes in the space, do you anticipate that that will happen in a permanent basis inside stores too? Cause you, you see that as well, right? There, there's sort of like ad hoc plexiglass up everywhere and i think to myself um you know you've got it at at the grocery store you've got it at, and i think to myself yeah i don't really need to like i need to see you but i don't really need to be in your space so yeah why don't we have you sort of cordoned off covid or or flu or you know or whatever right well and and you know um we've had these kinds of things uh in the past and 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 you know like if you used to go to a, a salad bar there was a sneeze guard Right now, that, that has nothing to do with COVID. But if you think about it, it has everything to do with COVID. Right. Sure. I mean, what we're trying to do is prevent people from breathing on the food that was being provided in a common manner. Right. And so, yeah, I think you'll see operationally things change forever in uh, food service. I mean, we'll lighten up in, in five years or 10 years or maybe. But, you know, you saw us almost immediately remove everything that was self-serve, including coffee. And, you know, we love giving people the control of dispensing their uh, drip coffee and so on and so forth. But we looked at that and said, you know what, we got to change that and we're probably going to change it forever. Like, I don't know how people go into like a convenience store and still use self-serve products. I mean, I find that just a little a little frightening. Uh, and, but, and I think, you know, yeah, I think not to cut you off, Bob, but like, I think that's where the, the cognitive dissonance comes, right? Is that there's, there's not really this sense of normalcy a, as an understanding, which is why I ask about the plexiglass, because the plexiglass makes all the sense in the world to me that it's a thing we do forever, not because of COVID, like as a protection measure, but as because of COVID, because we learned that, duh, we should do this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know what? Uh, one outcome of this is going to be we're going to see less flu flu cases, right? Because we got really sort of lax and 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 easy, and we'll just take a flu shot on, on flus. But with all these procedures going in place, including plexiglass and so on, we're going to see benefits that go beyond you know protection from COVID nineteen. So the last thing I want to talk to you about this week is you know we touched on this a couple of weeks ago that um, you were you know, kind of preparing to go back out on the road, right? As you do farm direct. And one of the things that I want to ask you about is a, where are we in that planning process? And B, 
given what's going on culturally in the United States and the continents that you're traveling to, like, what is that like for you? And what sort of questions are they? I know you're having Zoom calls with people in Africa and people in South America and Costa Rica and all that stuff. Like, what are they what are they talking to you about when they when they get on the Zoom call and go, um, this thing that you're doing? What what is what is this all about? Yeah. Well, you know, the, our primary conversation with our current farm direct partners is, are they okay? Right. Um, yeah. Because for however you might feel about our healthcare response or how you might feel uh, you're getting information often in, in, in what would be classified as third world countries, they aren't getting the same level of healthcare and, and they aren't getting the, 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 the same um, uh, information from their governments and so on and so forth. So, it, it can be a little frightening there for them. And, and, and the, the beautiful thing is we can, we can share all of our knowledge and we were able to do that really uh, in late March. So uh, in most third world countries it hit later, but we were able to prepare all of our partners for what they were about to face regardless of where yep. they were getting information. And you know, being able to do that is very uh, fulfilling. Uh, I have to say that that, that we contributed hopefully to the to the saving of lives in other parts of uh, the country. Now, uh, we have to get back out there. Uh, we're on a mission to get 50% uh, of uh, Big B coffee sourcing uh, farm direct. And we're looking for a particular kind of farmer and I won't go into all that right sure. now. Sure, yep. But, so, but what we've been doing is just uh, having conversations using these Zoom methods and so on and so forth. But um, at the same time, uh, basically, uh, my bag and my wife's bag is packed. And, and we're the, the minute somebody gives us the green light, we're going to go. Now, do we think travel is safe? Probably not. But do we think that we can exercise appropriate protocols? Yes, we think we can do that. We can manage it to some degree. Uh, but our concern is both having to quarantine in domestic countries and having to quarantine when we get back. And we're not even really concerned about that particular burden, but we're looking forward to getting these partnerships established sooner than later. So last thing I want to ask you, and then I'll let you go for this week, so people have some context. In 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 the before, right? We're in the after yeah. now. Uh, in the well, we're getting we're moving towards the after. Um, yeah. What, you and and your wife, how many places would you be going on a yearly basis? Like, so people have some context as to how much traveling you guys were doing before this all stopped. Yeah, just for Farm Direct, we're talking about six to seven uh, places. And we're talking about long journeys that are relatively arduous, right? So even going to Central and South America, getting there is not that easy. And accommodations aren't easy. We, we tend to stay at the farm and we have to travel with our own, you know, water purification, we have to travel with our own food and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, going to someplace like Africa, whether it be Zambia or Uganda or or Tanzania or whatever, uh, getting there is 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 part of the deal. And so, you know, I would say we were gone for about half the year in wow. totality between uh, the getting there, the getting back, and the spending time uh, in in place. So, um, but really, we believe that's the only way to verify what we're trying to verify. And what we're trying to verify is that folks are, you know, paying above their national average to their workers that they're, they're treating the environment in a sustainable manner and that they have 
some strong social mission that they're exercising there. So if those are our check boxes, we can't confirm those because we're not using label marketing. You know, we're not saying right, yes, oh, right. Trade or USDA organic, and we're going to slap that label on our bag and call it good. It goes way beyond that. Right. So we have to verify that boots in the ground. And to do that, you have to live with folks. All right, Bob, my friend, as always, this is an amazing conversation. Have a wonderful week and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.